Hello, everybody. My name is Dominique Side, and I am a serial entrepreneur based in the great city of Houston, Texas. <laughs> when I talk about my life and tell my story, one thing that reigns true, no matter what avenue I choose, at the end of the day, I love to help and inspire people. That truly brings me joy. Why we find ourselves here today is because of my newest venture in life, and it is directly related to one of many passions that I have. But we'll start from the beginning. <laughs> I never intended to be vegan. That was not the goal. Not me. I was one of those people whose favorite food was steak, so much so that I would order it everywhere that I went. And um, my family laughed at me because it did not matter what type of establishment it was, I was going to see what was going on with that steak. <laughs> and I had a friend who had been some version of vegetarian or vegan throughout their whole entire lives almost. And um, every time that was brought up, I'm like, oh no, couldn't do that. Famous last words. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it snuck up on me. I was in a workout regimen that was very strict and someone introduced a plant-based protein powder to me and I thought it was great because, you know, better for my digestive system, so why wouldn't I try it? And then along the way, they clued me in on vegan makeup. And I was surprised because I wasn't sure what about makeup wasn't vegan. And then I learned about using fish scales to make eyeshadow glitter and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want any of that on my face. I was aware that in some places they do animal testing, but honestly, I didn't know how often that was the case. Then I decided that I would swap out all of the cleaning products in my home because why not? You know, less chemicals, let's go with natural ingredients, and we can clean the house and save for the kids if we go this route. No harm, no foul. Nobody's going to know the difference anyway, so why did it matter? Only me. <laughs> then I started watching documentaries, and boy, did they hit home. It only really took one, but once I saw that one, I was devouring them all. And it really was an overnight transition. And I hate to call it a transition because I feel like it was an immediate turnabout. So I woke up the next morning thinking, oh, maybe I'll still eat some shrimp. And I tried, and it was a no-go. And there I was, finding myself all of a sudden vegan, with so much to learn, because I knew nothing of the lifestyle. And like a lot of people, I think I ate a bunch of salads and french fries for a few weeks. <laughs> and I lost some weight. 
um, most of which actually was due to cutting out dairy. Because if you didn't know, then that causes inflammation in your joints and mucus buildups in your body and all that kind of stuff. So eliminating that can make a huge difference. But as I carried on and learned more, I realized that this went way beyond my food. I was really concerned about the idea of death on my plate and the energy transference that occurs when you're ingesting suffering. But then I thought about it and I said, well, do I want to wear that on my back? Do I want to wear that on my feet? Um, Do I want to travel places and go to events that use animals for entertainment? Do I want these systems to profit off of the exploitation of other beings that cannot consent? I didn't want to buy into that. So I did all of the research you could probably do on the matter to figure out how I could go about my life with this idea of respecting animals in a way that I respect people. And it fell right in line with the ideology that I have about education, actually, because my mindset is built around respecting children as individuals, giving them the freedom and space to learn and do, you know, um, reinforcing the curiosity, the natural curiosity that they have, allowing them an opportunity to learn naturally at their own pace from whatever perspective is natural to them and works for them. And then at the end of the day, it really will be learned, you know, as opposed to memorized and regurgitated and forgotten. Everything will be learned. And when I took a step back and thought about the way that I see children and I applied that to the way that I see any other being, said, why not? Why not allow them the space to be? I mean, God forbid, we've taken over the whole planet. (laughs) And, I mean, how much more natural space and habitat is there even for any of them? But for what is there, I would want to respect it. So how could I take this message, this mindset that is based in compassion and share it? I wasn't exactly sure. Initially, I went about opening um, a grocery store by accident, kind of, (laughs) a vegan grocery store because I wanted to buy things in bulk and I decided to share um, with the vegan community here in Houston, whatever I bought. And so I was like, well, fine, I'll just put it on a little website. People can buy it and they can come pick it up. No big deal. 
Then I moved my office to a different space, and there happened to be an old bookstore in that space. And I said, you know what? I can put everything in here. And I ended up with a little retail space in an office warehouse building that wasn't really conducive to any kind of foot traffic or growth, but, you know, social media, (laughs) word of mouth referrals. We had a steady clientele, and it was great. And now we're looking to expand into a proper retail space so that we can further serve the community, and I'm really looking forward to that. But once I opened that space and began to think about what else I could do, I moved on to getting back into music. And although you may think that music would have no direct correlation to veganism, we built a studio, and everything in it is vegan. Now we have a 17,000-square-foot production facility where we offer all kinds of media services, and every piece of furniture in this building, decor, rugs, everything, it's all vegan. And it bears that name, Vegan Bay. And so for me, I get to share this message in all the different facets of my life. Around our office, there are a few murals, and they say vegan for life. And there's a double meaning there. Vegan for life, as in I am vegan for the rest of my life. Or vegan for life, as in, I am vegan for the benefit of life. Life, my own life, the lives of others on this planet, and the lives of the animals. When people discuss veganism with me, I like to explain a compassion mindset. The word vegan can be a little off-putting. People tend to think about protesters and, you know, the very loud one person that they've ever met from 10 years ago and all they had to eat was tofu. I don't know. (laughs) But they meet me and they're like, oh, you're kind of chill. And in some cases wouldn't even know I was vegan unless they asked me why something in particular wasn't on my plate. And so I wanted to take that idea of um, being a living example and explain that it comes from a space of compassion. I am vegan because I have compassion for the animals, other beings. I am vegan because I have compassion for the environment, this planet that we're on that we only have one of. And I am vegan because I have compassion for myself. Those reasons, animals, environment, health, those are the reasons why people explore a plant-based diet or become vegan. But that angle, that compassion mindset, applies to every component of my life. I want to always make decisions from a compassion mindset. 
But how else was I going to spread this message? With my music, it's a matter of image. So I'm an influencer. I'm all over the internet, social media, and people see me and then they find out, well, she's vegan. Well, that means everything she's wearing is vegan. Are you serious? Where, do, where would you even get that stuff? <laughs> so there's that. But how else was I going to make an impact? I considered uh, virtual courses and things like that during the pandemic, and I could have created these courses to help people transition and try to enroll hundreds of people over time and had a Facebook group to manage and all those things, and I don't knock them because I think they are wonderful ways to help people. But I couldn't see being able to maintain that given all of the businesses that I own and how I devote my time to each and every one of them. So I decided that I was going to come from a different perspective, and that's when I created The Luxury Vegan. The premise of The Luxury Vegan is based on the fact that I am not giving up anything. I do not operate from a space of deprivation. Just like we redefine success as individuals, we can also redefine luxury and what that means and what that looks like. I am able to maintain a lifestyle, including things that I consider to be a luxury, while still being compassionate. And I want that mindset to spread. So... I appeal to those who live similar lifestyles and I help them in one-on-one concierge type style consultancy. Make that transition. Those people usually don't have time to do all the research I've done. They don't know what pieces their favorite designer makes that would be conducive to a vegan lifestyle. They don't know what cars to choose. They don't know what options exist. But beyond how they live their own personal lives, they also don't usually know where they can steer their resources to further push innovation and agendas that benefit the greater good in this space, this compassion mindset space. So if I can affect those people, the people with large platforms, the people with bountiful resources and put the causes in front of them, put the organizations in front of them and help them to redirect those resources so that they can create the things that make veganism accessible and affordable to the masses, then I feel like I've done the greatest good. I know that asking for the world to be vegan is unrealistic and likely won't happen in my lifetime for sure. But when people ask me what is my ideal reality, (laughs) it would definitely be that. It would definitely be that. But if at the end of the day, Everyone not vegan (laughs) 
if they were operating from a compassion mindset with everything that they did, every choice that they made, every interaction they initiated, the way that they did their job, the way that they speak to their family, friends, and strangers on the street, the way that they extend themselves, then I feel the world would be a much better place. Don't know how long we have to go. (laughs) And if we can ever get there, but I would definitely pay money to see it. I get joy from helping people in a way that they did not realize was even possible, you know? Um, I get joy from walking in a room and affecting change. Because if I can do that, then I feel that my life here has purpose. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.